in the NFL and in any sport, a win is a win. But I feel I feel much less excited after this game than I did after last week. So Josh and Joe, back with another Browns Instant Insights podcast edition, WFNY. Brought to you by Evergreen Podcast Network. We're live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, anywhere you want to listen, listen and see our ugly faces. We're live. <laughs> if you're listening to us tomorrow or later tonight on the podcast, you can listen to us any, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're there, waiting for next year.com podcast. Joe, I know you're at the game. First off, how was it? Insane. Second, yeah. Second off, just had, like the full experience. Give me like the pregame experience, the mm-hmm. the during the game experience, the post game experience, and then just yeah. the Browns are out of W and they're back to one and one. Yeah, it was uh, it was a madhouse, man. Uh, just walking down there, seeing all the people. It was, it was great to see just everybody back in the city, um, filling up the bars and all that. So it was great to see. Um, yeah, the stadium is rocking. Um, the when uh, they uh, announced the 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 defensive uh, starting lineup and they announced Miles Garrett, that was one of the loudest moments I've heard. This uh, that stadium rock, um, and they uh, they kept it up throughout the game. It was it was one of the better crowds I've uh, experienced before, um, and yeah, it 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 got a little. It got a little hairy throughout the game, but um, a win is a win, as we said. And then, uh, yeah, it was just a it was a fun atmosphere uh, being back in the city, uh, stadium with a full crowd. Yeah, so I have two things from what you said. One, I think that explains a lot about how the Browns have been since '99. That a player being announced is one of the <laughs> loudest moments in that stadium. Yeah. Two, moral victories. Last week we were happy. I mean, we could have been happier if the Browns actually came away with the W in Kansas City, but we were just happy because of how the Browns looked outside of the final five minutes. Mm. But moral victories don't count as W's on the scoreboard or on the record or whatever standings, whatever you want to call it. So no matter how, I'll be honest, I haven't said it in WF in my Discord. I'm less excited today than I was last Sunday, even though we lost last Sunday and we won today. But they're one and one. They won today. Even if it was the ugliest game ever, the Browns over the last 22 years, they usually lose those ugly games. Right. So a win is a win. I mean, yeah. it's not going to say a win ugly in the standings. It's just to say <laughs> a win. A one right. W. Yeah. Usually we're the other team. <laughs> we, we've been the other team quite often. Um, and that's why I, I don't feel too bad about it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of issues that they have to fix, especially on defense. Um, but the uh, Texans, we, we went into it. They're a veteran team, man, and they're experienced. <laughs> those guys don't quit. Um, those, guys, those type of teams aren't the ones that will take a hit and just kind of roll over. They'll, they'll keep fighting. Um, we saw that. Um, it was it was uh, it was an ugly game at times, um, especially on defense. But uh, it kind of reminded me of just uh, of a game last year. Just a lot of the games last year were kind of ugly, uh, especially on defense. Um, but the Browns put it away in the fourth quarter with the run game, and uh, that's all you can ask for. We're one and one, first place. We're going to be first place after the uh, end of this week. 
Um, and that's all you can ask for. When we were going through our predictions, this, uh, we were, what did we have? What did we predict? One, one. And that's all that matters. Uh, keep getting better. There's um, some upside on, on defense that I, we'll talk about later. Um, that I'll, I think is uh, a boosting point. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's a young defense still, still all a lot of new pieces and uh, it's, it's not something I'm going to, just uh, kind of scream and oh my god we're we're doomed or anything. Um, it's still a long season. It's week two, so we'll see what we got next week. Uh, the Bears against the Bears and possibly Justin Fields with Andy Dalton going down with an injury. So that yeah. could be interesting because I, yeah. I mean, we won't talk about the Bears too much, but I feel like the Bears are a much better team with the rookie than they are with the redhead. Yeah, it's more it's more uh, versatile. Um, like you have to worry about more things, um, especially with uh, Fields' legs and all that. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely more it's more like a, it's kind of like what we saw today uh, for the um, Texans. Tyron Taylor gave them fits because his legs and his movement and mobility kind of they got him out. They couldn't they couldn't stop they couldn't stop that offense for a while. Um, and then when Davis Mills came in, or David Mills came in, uh, it, it definitely changed because he didn't have uh, quite the mobility that uh, Tyrod had. So it might be a similar uh, situation next week. So we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. Back to this win, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we'll start offensively. OBJ was ruled out midweek. Ken Stefanski made that known. Jarvis Landry catches the first ball. And he goes out with a knee injury. It ends up being an ML, MCL sprain, which I don't know the timetable for that. It's obviously better than an MCL tear. Yeah. I'm assuming it'll be a few weeks. I mean, they've obviously been cautious with Odell coming back. So they're going to do the same exact thing with Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, and then not only Jarvis, but then Baker on the interception, that was not his fault. As Kevin oh. Stefanski also messed in, uh said in the uh, the press conference after the game, uh-huh. Anthony Schwartz to stop. It was, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was like a rookie thing or if Anthony, Anthony Schwartz was know. just afraid to go over the middle, but he just stopped and led to an interception. Stop. And on the interception return, Baker being Baker, instead of being a quarterback where you stand back, he's as competitive <laughs> as ever. He goes to the yeah. tackle and he his shoulder pops out of the socket. Goes yeah. back to the locker room, they pop it back in, but even Stefanski said after the game that his entire game plan changed after that because he wasn't trying to get Baker hit again. So, I mean, part of me says the Browns should have covered, which was 13 and a half. Almost. The other part of me says <laughs> the Browns just scored 31 points. I don't care who it is against. They scored 31 points with a banged up quarterback without their two best receivers and with their head coach completely changing the game plan to protect his quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had nothing. I, I'm not going to take much. Um, I think I think the offense played well. Um, they did what they had to do. Um, they we saw a, pretty much a similar game plan from last year, where the run game was really the uh, driving point of the offense. Um, and it, it started off a little shaky on the run game, but they got going. They they were tough to stop, and Chubb was Chubb again, dominant again, and uh, Hunt had a really good game too. Um, but yeah, the receivers being out, that's, it's just tough. You got a, you got a rookie out there and then you got, um, Higgins who had a nice game, a solid, uh, comeback after week one, not playing much. 
and then DPJ kind of was silent again. Um, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on with him. Um, but uh, he hopefully he can get going. Uh, they'll need him if Jarvis is out uh, for extended period of time. Hopefully we'll get OBJ back maybe next week. Um, it's a lot of rumors, maybe week three. Um, but yeah, it's I, I had no no really qualms about the uh, the uh, offense. They they played well. They did what they had to do, and uh, they got the win. And they they took. They kind of helped the defense a little bit in the second half. They took a lot of time off the clock, and uh, that that kind of saved their uh, that kind of <laughs> saved the uh, um, saved the game, uh, saved the defense from uh, having to be on the field so often. So, yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good uh, it's a good uh, performance by uh, the offense. Yeah, and as you said, they got the win. As Joe Gilbert, your dad says, like <laughs> Coach Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. Right. Yeah. It's true. In the NFL yeah. and in any sport, but especially in the NFL, mm. you do whatever you have to do to just get the W, no matter how yeah. ugly it is at times. Yeah. And Baker was ex- excellent again. He, he really did. He had two incompletions. And they, I think, I think the adjusted might be 100% because I think one of them was obviously that terrible just stopping of, uh, by Schwartz, and then I forget what the other one was, but I honestly couldn't tell you the other one. I yeah. couldn't tell you the other completion. I think it might have been a throwaway, but um, it's a it's it's incredible his accuracy so far this year. Um, I think he has nine overall, <laughs> or nine or seven. I forget which one uh, for over two games. That's that's incredible. Um, his accuracy has been really good. His game, his decision making has been really good. Um, and uh, he's not, he doesn't even have his number one receiver out there. So, or his number two receiver today, right? Yeah, or number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all know, I'm not even gonna get in this argument, but we all know Baker's not Patrick Mahomes, we all know he's not Tom Brady. But if he doesn't make mistakes, like, I mean, his interception today, not his fault, he interception last Mm -hmm. weekend in Kansas City. You can say whatever you want to say. Bad timing. It was because, <laughs> yes, it was bad timing, but it was also because he was throwing it as he got tripped up. So both of his interceptions were, one of them wasn't his fault. Two of them, it was just bad timing, like we said. So if you if he just doesn't make mistakes and then allows his playmakers, i.e. OBJ, Landry, DPJ, Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, just those guys should just be playmakers. This offense, the ceiling is very, very, very high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it, and we might have a new playmaker, Demetrius Felton. That that kid had uh, he had two touches, and they were both that spin move, that stop. Yeah, that stop, that sudden stop and spin move. It was like Brett Braxton for those Ohio State fans. Braxton yeah. Miller at Virginia yeah. Tech by like five, six years ago. Yeah, Demetrius Felton. Yeah, I mean, speaking Insane. of Demetrius Felton. Without OBJ and without Jarvis, besides that first play, Demetric Felton led the team in receiving yards. He had two receptions, 51 yards, one touchdown. I mean, it's <laughs> we're only two games in the season, but I think it's safe to say that he was a steal in the NFL yeah. draft as a rookie. That's back-to-back rookies, right? Leading uh, wasn't Shorts for a leading receiver last week. Ooh, I think I think yeah, I think you're right. Who would have ever <laughs> seen that coming? With literally Odell Beckham, with Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, DPJ. 
and Rashard Higgins on the roster. Who would have ever thought yeah. that rookies would be back to back leading receiving Crazy. yards for the first two games of the year? Shout out to Andrew Barry right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Felton was that was a. I think I think today showed that he needs to be on the field more and he needs more touches. Uh, he he had honestly wait. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. Yeah, but if with the team with the team fully healthy, how the hell do you get Demetrius Felton on the field? To be honest, right? I you gotta have to. You're, it's sort of like gonna be like with shorts. You're gonna have to find a way. You're gonna have to find some weird like different trick plays and stuff like that. The kid when he had the ball in his hand, he made multiple got well, that one run. He made like four, five, six guys miss, but. The other one he made another guy miss. It's it, it was an impressive it was impressive uh, showing by him um, playing in his first like kind of big moments on offense, and he stepped up and and he had a good return too. So yeah, the kid uh, I think he'll he'll be uh, he'll be a good one for him. I think he'll he might uh, grow into this offense and maybe be uh, more used down the road. But uh, yeah. Going and the next couple of weeks, if uh, if Jarvis is out and Odell still stays out, I I would love to see him on the field more often, uh, just making plays um, as a receiver and even as a running back. I mean, yeah. the Browns might have not only the best running backs, well, the best running back duo, but when you consider that the, the third running it. back, yeah, the the third running back is Demetric Felton, or I, I don't, I mean, they're just. I don't want to jinx anything, but they're freaking loaded offensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it. The the, the Browns lost their – they didn't have the first two receivers, and it scored 31 points. Like, <laughs> But you know people are going to be saying, because obviously Brown skins can never just be completely positive. Yeah, It was against the Houston Texans. They're yeah. supposed to be the worst team on the field this year. I don't care. Yeah. If you're without OBJ and Jarvis, and you have rookies step up or – I mean, the yeah. depth is one thing, but then when you have the speed and the elusiveness like Demetric and the speed with Anthony Schwartz, and then you just have guys like Harrison Bryant, who was the second in the team in uh, receiving yards today. And Harrison Bryant is technically the third best third tight end man. on the depth yeah. chart. Yeah. So it's just this team is so deep offensively. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw it on the offensive line, too. <laughs> Jedrick Wills uh, got uh, left. During the middle of the game, uh, I think like second half, and Blake Hans stepped right in, and he wasn't bad. <laughs> so it just it's a, it's amazing how much depth this offense has in almost every unit on the on the roster. It's it's quite impressive. Um, yeah, so I, I just expect even better things uh, once it's get healthy. Uh, once everybody gets healthy, and we'll see a full roster. But yeah, it was good. It was good showing for him. Um, the run game took over. And yeah, speaking of the run game taking over, one, it'll be interesting to see how often the Browns use 12 and 13 personnel, which for those unfamiliar, that would be two tight ends, one running back, two tight ends, and one running back, three tight ends, with OBJ and Jarvis both out. Because we already know that Stefanski loves using his tight ends, and when you, when you don't have your top two receivers, that's going to be even more often. And then, secondly, I'm surprised that Stefanski didn't run the ball more often because Baker was banged up and because he didn't have his top two receivers. Because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined for 24 yard or 24 carries for 146 yards, so they average, if I can do the quick math, that'd be like 
over six yards of carry. So they obviously dominated, especially in the fourth quarter. I'm surprised they didn't get the ball more often. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think a lot of it was just like the, the game. Um, there wasn't a lot of total plays, really. They, it was kind of more dragged out, long drives. So um, it kind of it kind of just the momentum went that way. And I, I really believe that Stefanski is looking down the road and not trying to run trying to run uh, Chubb down their, everyone's throat and get him hurt or tired down the road. So I think he's actually looking, <laughs> looking just to keep everyone fresh um, during the, during the game and for later in the season. It's weird to think as a Browns fan, like <laughs> down the road, like why yeah. players fresh, you know what I mean? But I, yeah, I, I agree with you to a point, but then I don't know. I just feel like a game like today, you just not, I, I'm not going to question Stefanski. He's a great head yeah. coach, but I I just figured they get more than 24 carries combined is all. Uh, yeah, offensively, can't ask for much of anything else, especially without OBJ and Jarvis. Uh-huh. Anthony Schwartz had a rookie mistake. It happens. It's he'll learn from it and film. My guess is that he was afraid to go over the middle. That's my that's my guess. He didn't want to get lit up. Yeah. yeah, that would be my guess too. Um, he wasn't used very often at Auburn over the middle, so maybe he's just not used to it. His route at Auburn was, hey, <laughs> over on the streak. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's a rookie mistake. It's It'll happen. Um, but th- those are one of those things where interceptions and sacks and stuff, you can't always look at the person that actually threw it or gave up a sack or anything like that. And there's a lot of going through a lot of a lot of things that go uh, go into it, and this time it was on the receiver, uh, not much bigger. I yeah, I completely agree. Unfortunately, if you only look at the box score, you didn't watch the game. Right. It says Baker interception. It doesn't say like Anthony Schwartz interception his fault. It just says Baker INT, but it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. So offensively, I'm fine with it. Defense still has a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. They're getting better. They're improving. They need to gel more. I guess last week we discussed how Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, they didn't necessarily get sacks. I I guess Miles Garrett had one last week. But they were making Patrick Mahomes very uncomfortable in the pocket. It seemed like Tyrod Taylor, I don't know if it was like, I don't know. It seemed like the defensive line didn't really do much of anything today. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as good of a performance as last week. Um, Miles, he had his moments too, and Jadavion too. But uh, yeah, it wasn't the thing. It wasn't the level that you were you wanted from this defense. Um, especially they're they're going to be looked upon early on in the season to get pressure to help in the secondary as they gel and get better in the secondary. So it wasn't wasn't the best performance, um, but. A win is a win, and I I have uh, it's it's really early for this defense. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of new faces, a lot of new people coming in and out of the lineup. So, I'm not too worried about it um, right now. Um, it, but it's definitely something they need to work on and get better at. Yeah, I don't. And then, so the defensive line was sort of non non-existent today. The linebackers, you didn't have Anthony Walker. Malcolm Smith played a lot. Taki Taki. It seemed like he played quite a bit in the first half, but I didn't really see him much yeah. in the second half, to be honest. And then the yeah. first half, I know he had the punt 
uh, the muff punt recovery, which led to the first touchdown. So that was obviously good. I, I'm super. I'm, but as an Ohio State fan and a Browns fan, I'm used to being worried about the linebackers. When was the last time the Browns or Ohio State had yeah. like a hey, this guy's our number one linebacker? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Malcolm Smith played well, I think overall. Um, he had that interception, um, and then just he, he kind of bounced back from last week where he was which was just a terrible matchup for him. And Travis Kelsey's a terrible matchup for anybody. Um, but, yeah, I've, I think the the secondary um, played all right. Uh, Denzel seemed to – it was kind of weird early on. He was playing very soft. Um, I'm not sure why they did that and kind of gave Tyrod a lot of easy uh, receptions early on. Um, but uh, Newsom had uh, some rookie uh, – stuff happened where he got a pass interference and all that, but he made up for it on a, a deep throw uh, late in the second half. So that was nice. Um, but the real, uh, I, this is what I kind of talked about uh, early on. I, the, the real exciting part is Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit came in first debut and he had a hell of a game, man. He had a hell of a game. Um, he, yeah, it was it was one of the most impressive ones on that defense. Um, he had a sack, a couple a couple of line of scrimmage tackles. He was moved all over the secondary, and I I I, I believe he he's like a huge piece for this off or for this defense to really be what they want to be, and that's that's a, a heavy sec a heavy dime defensive back um, rotation lineup, um, and just. Everybody playing vers- being versatile uh, defenders, so they can switch between position uh, uh, players and all that. So I, it it was a good it was a good first step, and that's why that's why I kind of I'm a little bit uh, better feeling after this um, in terms of defense. It, it just showed how much talent that kid has, and just putting him in the uh, defense um, allowed it. Which we saw. That's why we saw a little bit less of Taki uh, Taki in the second half. Um, they went with Delpit in the secondary, which moved up Ronnie Harrison to play uh, mid range, like a linebacker almost, for a lot of the plays, and it, it, it looked good for at, at stretches. And then some. Obviously, they weren't fully ready to go with that. Um, but I, I, I like the I like the prospects of that going forward. I would love to see more of it. Um, I would love to see more blitzing. Uh, we saw that late in the, I believe it was the last drive of the game. Uh, they blitzed uh, Delpit um, off the corner, and he had a free rush and hit the quarterback and caused a fumble. I would love to see more blitzing. I know we, I know they, um, I know they love to just rely on. Uh, rely on the front forward or rush the passer, but sometimes, sometimes blocking wins and you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to throw different things at you. You could see Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has TJ Watt has, has Cam Hayward, but they blitz, they blitz too. So sometimes you just need to, you need to send different things, different looks and pressure the quarterback. So I would love to see more of that too. You covered basically everything. There's not really much for me to add, but as you said, the versatility with JOK, Grant Delpit, and Ronnie Harrison all being able to be either like near the line of scrimmage or as a safety or linebacker or whatever. I mean, Joe Woods has a lot to play with going forward. Yeah. And this is 
This is the test. This this year is going to be the test on Jay, on uh, Joe Woods. We saw last year it was he just didn't have the personnel. This year, if everyone stays healthy, which is obviously something we have to <laughs> cross our fingers with, but if everyone's healthy, Joe Woods has all the pieces to run his defense the way he wants. And if they don't perform, it's on him. It's going to be on him. Um, the talent is there. Um, I would love to see more dime looks, more less linebackers on the <laughs> the less linebackers on the field is better, um, and then just more different things, just sending different pressures and all that. Uh, that'd be nice to see going forward. But it was good. Uh, we saw snippets of it today, so um, I have a little bit of hope that uh, it something is there. So we'll see. But uh, it, this is uh, this is a big year for Joe Woods. Um, he's got to he's got to step up and uh, show what he's got when he's got the personnel. It's almost like I'll do another house day comparison. This is a make it or break it year, just like it is for defense coordinator Kerry Coombs in Columbus. It's a make it or break it year for Joe Woods in Cleveland yeah. as well. Yeah, he has the players. He has high expectations. I mean, he just needs to. I I don't care how many new faces he has. I mean, it's only week two. I'm I'm literally not worried at all. Right. But he just has to put it together as the season goes on. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's like once we get around maybe week five or six or seven, um, that's the midway point almost. Uh, we need to we need to see a drastic improvement <clears throat> from this defense. And I believe it's there. The talent is there. Um, we saw it with uh, glimpses each in both games, we saw glimpses of what it could be. Um, so I, I really want to see more of it. And hopefully, hopefully that just uh, comes with the gelling of the defense and everyone staying healthy and being able to play what they want to do on defense. Yeah. I mean, when you think of the versatility that they have offensively with Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt in the backfield, Demetric Felton, literally anywhere on the field, I guess. Um, and then defensively, like I just said, Grant Delpit, you can have him anywhere on the field. I mean, I, I guess anywhere between the between the numbers. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, same. JOK, I I know he made one solid play today. I didn't really hear his name much, but then again, not hearing your name much defensively is tends to be a good thing if you're in the mm-hmm. secondary. Yeah, I think yeah, like we both said, Joe Woods has all the tools. He just has to put them together. Yeah. And, and we'll, we can gauge, so just for fans going forward, we can gauge their success by a, by a very important thing, third downs. <laughs> they struggled again today with getting off the field on third downs. So if they improve in this area, then you'll see the drastic improvement on the defense. They just need to get off the field, and they haven't been able to. There was a couple of this uh, it was third and longs and they gave it up. It's still it's still a huge problem. Um, they need to shore that up and hopefully once the team the defense develops we'll see it uh, improve. But yeah, so far not not been good on third downs and that's a huge mo- uh, huge moment in the game for defenses. For those wondering, Texans were eight of fourteen on third downs today. And I'm pretty sure Kansas City was over fifty percent as well. Yeah. So yeah, third down defense. When you have a chance to get off the field, you have to get off the field more than fifty percent of the time. I mean, obviously, it's not ever going to be zero, but 
Yeah, I like you said, third down is so big. I mean, against the Houston Texans of the world or of the NFL, it's okay to give up more than 50%. But when you play the Kansas City Chiefs or when you come down to the playoffs, I know it's weird we're talking playoffs in week two. But, yeah, the third down defense must improve. I mean, there's no question about it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh... – Definitely the number one area of, of uh, concern for defense, um, and they need to need to fix that, and that comes with just getting better as an overall defense. So I'm hoping hoping it will improve as as the season goes on. It better. <laughs> and yeah, if the Browns if the Browns and their fans want to meet the expectations that were given to them, the defense has to improve. Like it, and like people said, it's week two. It's like. They had like five or six new faces out of the 11 players on yeah. the defense. I mean, it might be even more than that. Honestly, Grant Delpit, Newsome, John Johnson. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, yeah. it's like eight guys. It's yeah. literally outside of Miles Garrett. It's like everyone's yeah. a new face. And John Johnson hasn't even played that well. And he's a all pro safety that we just got. So it yeah. just shows that how much, how much, um, how much goes into just working together and getting experience together. So, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it yet. Speaking of players that haven't played much, I didn't see Greedy Williams today. Was I? Am I wrong? I didn't. Yeah, I don't think they. Uh, they actually use. Um, yeah, Troy Hill most often, and then uh, I think I saw Grant Delvin actually outside some. So I don't. Yeah, it's. Uh, it doesn't look like Greedy's getting on the field. Uh, he doesn't really need to right now uh, because Newsom is playing really well as a rookie, and it's just more of a death piece right now with Greedy. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy during practices and be ready whenever they need him. But, yeah, right now he's uh, not hitting the field as much. Yeah, so I don't really know what else there's to say. I mean, the Browns won well, my 10. They didn't really. They didn't cover. I know. Good teams win. Great teams yeah. cover. The Browns aren't a great team yet. We all know <laughs> that. Um, what were you gonna say? Special gonna teams. Say? Let's give a let's give a shout out to special teams. They after just they, a did, horrific, they did what they were supposed to. Uh, yeah, that and then the returns. We had some a couple good returns. Um, we had a good field goal that was important, and uh, Jamie Gillen caught the balls, caught the punts. So. Can't ask anything more than that. I don't really know, like, the fact that we're like, oh, heck yeah, our punter caught the ball. I feel like that's like, I feel like that's like the 0 16 Browns, but then again, it's progress. And we're all about progress here. I have to say, it it was one of the funniest things that, uh, it was at the game, it was the first punt. I never heard this before, but the fans cheered when he caught the ball. We there's a there's a you could tell there's a there's a good sizable cheer when when he actually caught the punt and actually got it off. It was it was and you know you know he heard that or the oh, players yeah. some of the players on the sidelines heard it and they're probably ripping them <laughs> on the sideline. You know, oh yeah, it was it was quite funny, but yeah, um, yeah, win is a win, and we move on to Chicago next week uh, here in Chicago. Well, Chicago's coming to us, but yeah. Can't wait. Uh, I'm assuming you're going. I am. I will be there. See I'm, Justin Fields, hopefully. Yeah, I like I said preseason. I hope the Browns win fifty to forty-two. <laughs> Justin Fields puts up like six touchdowns, so that way the Ohio State Browns fans, like myself, 
are happy with Justin Fields and the Browns still win. It's a win-win. The defense could look like shit. I don't care. It's week three. But yeah, it's just 50 to imagine the game a high scoring like that. That'd be awesome yeah. to go to, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. 70 to 80 points. <laughs> like we're seeing this the Arizona game right now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can't so win. Browns are one and one. They have the Bears next week, and then they're at Minnesota, who, like Joe just said, they're in a uh, shootout with Arizona. Or, and then they're at Minnesota, who's in a shootout with Arizona right now. That's hard yeah. to say, but choice. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the Browns got the W today. Who cares first how ugly it looked? First place. They're in first place at 1-1. One and one. Yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh lost today. TJ Watt went down with an injury. Their, their offensive, their offensive line, excuse, yeah, their offensive line. It's crazy. Like, who would have ever expected that their offense would look terrible when their <laughs> offensive line sucks? We all knew. Any, if you're a fan of the NFL, you knew that their offensive line was going to stink. Yet they, their first two picks in the NFL draft this past April, were on a running back and a tight end. Because obviously, yeah. when you have a bad offensive line. The first thing you're going to do is pick a running back in the first round of the NFL draft. Yeah, and 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 keep your keep your immobile quarterback that has a noodle arm now. So so yeah, it's great. Yeah, like one of my buddies is a Steelers fan. He was like, "Oh yeah, I tr- I trust Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has always been good. They always do the right thing. They let go of Antonio Brown when they should have. They let go of Le'Veon Bell. I was like, dude." You don't realize that literally their offensive line is horrible. Yeah. A first round running back isn't going to fix that. No. Yeah. Yeah. So and a lot of good things. Uh, if you look at the, just look around, I, I know Ravens play tomorrow, but I think tomorrow or tonight, I think. Uh, Ravens are tonight. And by the way, my yeah. buddy that I was just talking, excuse me, I was just talking shit about, I'm currently receiving a call. So <laughs> might be tuned into this one. <laughs> but, Noah uh, Johansson, just know that your offensive line is terrible. All right, come on. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the Browns look the best of all those three teams, or up to four other teams, uh, three other teams. So, uh, good, good showing so far, and uh, it, it's kind of exciting that we look the best, and we still have a lot, a lot of room to grow and get better. The Browns, yeah, they have a lot of room to grow and get better. The Steelers, unless their defense, their defense, if they want to win eight games, their defense is going to have to win six of those because their <laughs> offense isn't going to do it. Let's be honest. No. Their offense is not going to do it unless they make some trades or something for the offensive line. Cincinnati, they are what they are. Joe Burrow is really good. Their offensive line also stinks. They're super <laughs> young. They just are what they are. Baltimore, their the injuries continue to cost them. Holy cow. And then I, I saw I, tonight, I, Marlon Humphrey is questionable tonight with an injury. Yeah, I it's this crazy. Me, there's, I forget what year it was. Browns had like, this is when they were crappy, so it didn't really affect them. Wait, much, no, but. wait, hold on. Oh, <laughs> this is when the Ravens were, wait, when the Browns were crappy? Yeah. This can be. literally be any time from 1999 know, right. to 2019, but <laughs> that's go why on. I That's why I can't remember the year. You uh, really wait. narrowed that down from 22 <laughs> years to 20 years. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I just can remember that how many times they had so many crushing injuries and We've, well, I think, one year we went through four different quarterbacks. So, yeah, and then we it know, took them from know. five wins to three wins. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. we know, we know Baltimore's uh, pain, but uh, this is obviously even more important because they're one of the top teams 
it's gonna it, it's it's looking right now that it's gonna be have to be uh, Superman Lamar to win to win games on offense because they are uh, their run game is suspect as best. <laughs> the two most important things in the NFL are to one had the talent and out talent the other team, and two stay healthy. In football, if you can stay healthy, that gives you a leg up literally on ninety percent of the other teams. Yeah. Yeah, that's why the Chiefs have been so – they've been super lucky. It's been insane. And, and we saw uh, – I love, Joe. I love how you're just throwing out this reverse jinx right now. I yeah. love it. <laughs> uh, who else has been healthy? Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks have been healthy. <laughs> Let's so. see. what what. Who are the other top teams in the NFL? Just say <laughs> how healthy they've been, Joe, please. <laughs> uh, the Buffalo Bills, they have been healthy too. But, yeah. It's uh, it's it's one of those things that you don't really focus on during the like preseason or previews of things, but man, they the injuries just they they are so important in the NFL. It seems like it's even more so now that injuries have affected the affected teams' chances uh, so much. So yeah, it's definitely something. That's why. I didn't really have a – I didn't have a problem with uh, Stefanski kind of easing them during preseason because we we saw – look at the Ravens. They they lost so many people during preseason. So I, I'm not – that's why I, I think it's better easing them in rather than kind of just throwing everybody out there to get reps and stuff. So And we'll the see. same thing goes for Jarvis with this MCL sprain. Yeah. Ease them back. Ease them back. Especially, I mean, if you can just lean on Nick Chubb and uh, – Cream Hunt, and then just let Baker just – I mean, you're going to have to lean on the young guys out wide and then the veteran tight ends, I guess. All, yeah. all, although outside of Harrison Bryant, he's not a veteran. But, yeah, just – I mean, obviously, it makes things a bit tougher when you don't have OBJ and Jarvis on the field, especially as leaders. But it's all about – it's like the cliche is, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. yep. So I'd rather have him healthy in week 17 than playing at 50% for five weeks. Yep, and that's why winning ugly is still a win. <laughs> Doesn't matter Absolutely. what they got, and it's a win, and we're one and one. So, and that's a great way to end it. Yeah, Browns are one and one. Chicago Bears next week, one o'clock. Joe's going. I might possibly be going. This will be my first Ooh. Browns game in a long time because I was always always in. I was always on the mindset. I'd rather drive an hour and a half south to go to a game than go forty five minutes north to go to the Browns game <laughs> for the same price. But now it's like, man, I kind of want to go to a Browns game. And the yeah. fact that Justin Fields could be playing just makes it a little bit yeah. more enticing. So, yeah, I might be at the game as well, but we'll be back between 6 and 7 probably next Sunday night. Browns yeah. post-game Instant Insights WFMI Podcast Edition. Browns will not believe today, 31-21. Sunday night NFL countdown must be early for the Browns <laughs> <NFL laughs> this week. Uh, yeah, Browns are- I just heard my ringtone. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true NFL fan when you had the Sunday night NFL countdown <laughs> thing as the that's awesome. Um yeah, Browns are one one. They won oddly today, but who cares? They got the W, that's all that matters. On to Chicago, chance to go two and one. And we'll be back with you next week. See ya. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. 
Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 